Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the No Limits Podcast here on the State Hornet Podcast Network. My name, as always, is Matt Gervin III, and joining me is my good friend, Gary Singh. Gary, how are you today? What's up, what's happening? What's good with Mac Irvin the <laughs> Third? You know, I've memorized that little mantra now every time you do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know you like it. <laughs> hey, hey, we got some guests with us today, don't we, Gary? Yes, sir. Introduce the big dogs coming to the show today. All right, we got two heavy hitters on this podcast. We got the sports editor, Ian Edwards, and we got the basketball beat writer, Jordan Lattimore, joining us today. How you guys doing today? Doing good, doing good. Thank you for having us. I've um, been trying to get on the show all semester, so glad to be here. Doing good as well. Appreciate y'all inviting us on. You could have just asked if you want to be on the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we were hard up for guests. All right, well, let's get started here. We got a couple topics to get through. Let's start. Let's go back to the world of boxing, since, you know, Gary and I enjoyed talking about that last week. And after the success of the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson bout on the Tyson Jones undercard. We got the news that Jake's brother, Logan Paul, is going to be fighting Floyd Money Mayweather in an exhibition fight next year. Guys, somebody tell me how to feel about this. <laughs> First of all, can we just talk about that uh, Nate Robinson, Jake Paul fight? What was that? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad... I'm glad Nate's okay at the end of the day, but just watching that him go down twice to Jake Paul, that's uh, that's going to be hard to come back from. But, you know, I still love my boy Nate. You know, as far as Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, that's just, you know, Floyd money going out for the bag once again like he normally does. So I don't know what else to say on that. He better not take that first L to Logan. That's all I know. <laughs> There's a reason why they call this man Floyd Money Mayweather. He's getting out for the bag. This guy... Um, is capitalizing on, on on a guy Logan Paul, who's been in all these. You know, he started out fighting like internet guys like KSI, and now he's out here fighting. You know, probably a, a, a one of the regarded as one of the top boxers of all time. So um, he's just out here getting his bag. Um, I, I don't expect m- nothing much from this fight, to be honest with you. I don't think it's really going to be that competitive. But Floyd out here getting his bag. That's all I have to say about that. Floyd Money Mayweather is literally doing this to get. A big payday, which is not surprising. I mean, why wouldn't he fight like in his plus forties now? Just a regular YouTube guy, like you guys said. The funny thing is, I didn't know who uh, Logan Paul fought before, so I just watched the fight when he fought KSI. All right, oh, I'm so if I'm Floyd so sorry you had to sit through that. Don't knock him out, silly. Yeah, if Floyd Money Mother doesn't knock him out, at least play with him in the beginning. You know, give us a good show and give him some. He's not going to be able to catch Floyd one time. I'm telling you right now, he's not catching him. I don't care how long he is. It's about to be a bad day for Logan. And it's about to be funny because I was watching this podcast earlier too just to get some like funny responses. Guys, do you guys know the spread on that one? It's $5,000 for him. So if you bet $5,000, you can only make $100 if you bet on Floyd. You got, we might have just put $100 just to see if we get something <laughs> off that. <laughs> just because the, Put the, a pool together. Even though I don't think you're going to – Exactly. You're going to lose the 100, but that man, you might make somehow, somehow, you might make a lot of money if somehow he wins. Yeah. As somebody who had the misfortune of sitting through not one, but two Logan Paul versus KSI fights, you know, it's quite clear he's not the polished fighter that you would typically expect out of the boxing world. I do think he's better than Jake, 
as far as mechanics and hitting goes. So I expect a little more out of him than I did from Jake Paul. But on the other hand, you know, it's Floyd Mayweather, not especially known for knocking guys out, you know, in the later years of his career. And like you guys said, this seems like just trying to get the bag. It's an exhibition fight. So as much as I want to see a knockout, I don't think we're going to get one. So I think this is more just about how entertaining of a fight is this going to be. And I just hope it's something that we can all watch and hopefully not be disappointed at a brother like we were to Nate Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on real quick before we move on. on brother. What round you guys got it in? I got Floyd round two. I'll give my boy Logan Paul three rounds. Why not? <laughs> Why not, man? He can survive. I'm going to say it goes all the way just for just because it's an exhibition fight. I don't think it's going to be the hard <laughs> hitting that we're used run. to. So. <laughs> yeah. You might be right, man. It's been a while since we've seen uh, Floyd Money, you know, knock somebody out. So, I mean, I mean, I watched the Conor McGregor fight. I like what Floyd did in that fight, but, you know. He's more of a jab and dodge type of guy, so I could see it going all the way as well, him winning on the points. The reason I just said two is because I seen him talking earlier, Logan. He's about to come at him wild, and he's going to come at him a little too wild and come up with a little open gap and bow. This is going to be some chicken dinner for Floyd, I'm telling you. All All right. Well, listen, ahead, next topic, uh, you know, Logan's Logan's got the least to lose, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of wild air punch from his side. True. So we'll have to wait for that <laughs> next year. Maybe we might even do a podcast on it next year. Who knows? Let's move on mm. to the NFL. There was a lot of action going on as two of us here suffered gigantic L's. My Seahawks, Gary Steelers. Still wearing the shirt, even though they've got they lost their undefeated record to Washington. <laughs> Seahawks lost to the Giants. It was a week full of upsets, except for the New York Jets, because they massively pulled out the uh the tank loss that they needed to maintain that number one draft pick. Uh what did you guys think of the action this week in the NFL? Well, I just got to start off and say, I mean, shout out to Henry Ruggs, right? But mm. man, that Jets defensive coordinator deserved to get fired this week. Obviously, the news coming was expecting that. What were the Jets even doing in that situation, right? Like Derek Carr threw the ball the same way to Aguilar just to play before, and then they allow another go route on the next play for the win. It's just terrible play call and terrible defense. <laughs> <laughs> true but i mean it's but i gotta say i'm a Steeler fan as well so gary i feel your pain first of all finally i gotta say i gotta say i felt it last week when bud dupree went down i already knew this loss was coming if i'm being honest with you no excuses but and then we got even more injuries on the defensive side spillane goes down with a knee injury and then joe hayden in on concussion protocol so to me, it just looks like the squad is starting to crumble a little bit. So I don't know how you <laughs> feel about that, Gary, but that's kind of what I saw. Uh, let's go. Go ahead, Jordan. Go first. Now go next. I, I just wanted to say uh, one, another angle you could look at from last week is just uh, the NFC East uh, and what the, that shit show that is the NFC East. <laughs> um, but what what they actually pulled out last week, uh, you saw Washington uh, go out there and obviously, like I was just saying, upset uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But also with Max Seahawks, we saw the New York Giants 
go out there and uh and do their thing um yeah i know mac i know i know um <laughs> but yeah hey you know nfc east um giants are up five or they're five and seven i believe in their first place now um it is a shit show but hey man they're getting to point out these wins so i just wanted to say that's uh that's a that's a that's a something that's going that's developing there in that division man mac literally got two people about the worst things possible to say to the show we got someone praising the nfc east which i've been calling nfc least all year i hate the cowboys my man. whole family the cowboys fan so just seeing them even do at least they lost but like i've seen everyone else do good i'm like mac i don't know man the steelers you guys already know i don't know ian I'm glad to see some of the Steelers fans, someone on this show, finally has some common sense. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I like your outfit. The thing was, I was talking to my uncle. I was like, if I want to lose any game this year, I want to lose versus Washington because we're going to still keep our number one seed because they're not an AFC team, and we're going to get a little butt whooping to, you know, get back in line. You know, Tom Tom Tomlin's going to get them back straight, and I feel you, in. We got a lot of injuries coming at the wrong time. So I don't know about that, but I still got some. I still think we're the second best team, like I've been saying all year in the AFC. Go ahead, Mac. You over there yawning? Uh, uh you know, I'm still <laughs> reminiscing on that game. I think, I think what hurt me the most is it wasn't like a fluke win for the New York Giants over the Seattle Seahawks either. Like they limited our offense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I know you and I have been talking about, you know, who's the MVP for the season. And, you know, I kept making that case for us. And he went out there and played like that. I, I can't, I can't put him at number one for the MP, MVP race anymore. And that just breaks my heart. We'll have to see how they rebound. They are playing the Jets this week. So a game against the Jets should be a good bounce back for Russell Wilson for sure. So I wouldn't be too worried about that one. Jordan, who's your team? Niners, I'm a, I'm a 49er fan. I'm the only 49er fan in this in this podcast right now, man. Ooh. I mean, we're in California, man. What are we doing? Oh no, come on now. <laughs> oh, Steeler fans, Seattle fans. I know Mac, Mac from Seattle. I get that. Come on now, Gary. Come on now, Ian. What are we doing, man? Hey, they won when I was Sheesh. a kid, man. That's hey, what I do. I'm I'm from LA. Sheesh. Oh I'm yeah, I'm from LA, and I grew oh, up yeah, when yeah. we didn't have a football team. So. <laughs> hey, San Francisco ain't yeah. in sack. <laughs> I know. I That's know. True. I know. NorCal, man. (laughs) All right, let's get into our new topic from last week. It's called Take It Now, where we pick our three favorite betting action lines on NFL games. Gary, I don't know about you, but last week I went two and three. Only the Cardinals failed to pull it out for me, and I knew the Seahawks wouldn't cover. But how did you do last week? Realistically, I'll be honest. I forgot what bets I took last week because I actually put in real bets like I told you and I started paying attention into those bets instead. <laughs> and I forgot oh, the three boy. bets I picked last oh, week, man. but I know I picked the Packers oh, for God. one of them. And I know uh, I picked the Packers for one of them, so I won that. But the game that I lost my actual bet one was the Raiders. And like I told you guys earlier, I had a 14 parlay and the Raiders are the ones that made me lose my whole $100. But it's okay. I only bet at 10. Slowly but surely, we know we just mess around as a college student. But what are your guys' top three bets you guys would take this week? Let's start off with Jordan this time. All right. So starting it off with my with my three bets. Um, the first one I got, Bills Steelers. Bills are favored, um, minus two. I think I'm going to take the Steelers to cover on that. Um, listen, I, I, the Bills – 
Um, Josh Allen, he's he's played himself into a, an MVP candidate kind of kind of person. Um, I, I don't know if I'd put him there, but he's definitely played up to that kind of caliber, put up those kinds of numbers. Um, the Bills are rolling right now. They're, they're leading in the AFC East. Don't get me wrong. They're a really, really good team. But the Steelers, well coached. Mike Tomlin, you know what you're getting. Y'all have, I mean, hey, Gary, Ian, y'all got a lot of injuries on that defensive side of the ball, and that's definitely your strong suit. But I definitely think the coaching from Mike Tomlin, I think the versatility of that wide receiver position with Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster, I think you guys are going to be all right against the Bills. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take them to cover. For my second bet, I have the Washington football team versus my San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is favored, or is, is favored minus three and a half. <laughs> I'm not going to take that. I'm taking Washington to cover that. I mean, again, going back to a- a- NFC East, they they coming back, man. They had some wins last week. Hey, man, San Francisco, Jimmy G is out. George Kittle is out. We have no, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is nice, but who can be throwing that rock? Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins? I like Nick Mullins, but come on now. That's like the, the, the top three defense in the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I can't take. I can't take. I can't take the Redskins. I mean, I can't take the uh, the Forty Nineers on that one. Who? Um. So for my and then for my third, um, bet the Washington. <laughs> oh, uh, the Washington football team. Washington football team. My bad. My bad. You all good. Um. And it's, <laughs> so then political um, correct on, my third on the bet, show. <laughs> <laughs> on my third bet, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take another NFC East team, um, with the Giants against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are are, are favored minus two and a half. I got the Giants covering that. Yes, sir. I got the Giants covering that. The Cardinals, look, look, uh, we, we saw it last week against the Rams. When they have a, a legit pass rush facing their, their team, they're, they're going to be limited. So I, I really think the Giants defense is a real defense. They really showed it against last week against Seattle. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Giants to uh, cover on that one. And those are my three bets of the week. Okay, Jordan, I like those. I like those bets. It's a little same thing on this show where people do not pick against people. Pick people pick against their team. You ain't the first person to pick against their team I and mean, bets. It's sad times out here, man. Sad times. <laughs> Ian, you want to go? Yeah, man, I could go. Oh, I could go. Okay. Um, so so for my first pick, you know what? I got to touch on Tom Brady. I know I don't like him that much, but I got to touch on Brady. <laughs> they got Tampa Bay. Uh, six and a half over Minnesota. I'm going to go ahead and take that, man. You know what I'm saying? The head coach has been taking a lot of flack over these last two weeks. Tom Brady's been taking a lot of flack over these last few weeks. Antonio Brown hasn't really been inserted into the offense the way that he's needed to. But you know what? They're coming off the bye week. I think that um, they're going to go ahead and come out pretty strong against Minnesota. Even though, you know, Minnesota... They're a team that's up and down, but one thing about Kirk Cousins is when they do play playoff contending teams, that's when he normally kind of shows his true colors. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tampa Bay on that one. Now, another one that I like, uh, they got Indy at Las Vegas, okay? Even though I don't like the 49ers, like Jordan, I do mess with some Las Vegas Raiders. So they have Indiana minus two and a half. I'm going to go ahead and take the Raiders to cover that. I think, you know, Derek Carr, he's been going through some stuff these last few weeks. Just had a little baby girl. You feel me? I think he's (laughs) going to go ahead and come out in this game and he is going to show what's popping. Okay. Obviously they just escaped the Jets, but. I honestly think the Colts are frauds. Don't I mean I don't want to come off too strong <laughs> with it, but I think the Colts they have a great well, defense, but I think you know Philip Rivers, he's in the right situation, but 
they need a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and actually go with the Raiders on that one. And then the last one, I know it says pick right now, but I need to talk about the Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. I got to go with the Cleveland Browns, if I'm being honest with you, because I think over this season, I just think the Baltimore Ravens have gotten way too one-dimensional, you know, where at the beginning of the season, you looked at a team where, okay, they could run the ball so many ways that they're going to keep you on your toes. But I think now they've gotten to a point where their their passing game is so bad where you could almost just box them in if you need to, you know, kind of just man in there. And I think what the Cleveland Browns are doing right now, since Odell Beckham Jr. has gotten injured, I think they're going to prove to everybody that um, they kind of – they're semi-legit this season. So I got the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> semi-legit. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, go ahead. I'll save mine for last. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so picking up from where we left off last week, uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Miami Dolphins. Chiefs are favored by seven and a half. I'm going to take that bet. I think the Chiefs will win by more than a touchdown over the Miami Dolphins. And don't get me wrong, I like the Dolphins, but you just look at that offense that Kansas City has. You got probably the MVP front runner right now, Patrick Mahomes. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Kareem Hunt or uh, – I mean, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is who I meant. They had Kareem Hunt, but, you know, he got himself in trouble. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at that high-flying offense, and I just think they're going to put up way more than seven and a half points on the Dolphins. So I'll take them to cover that spread. Uh, We're moving on to the NFC East or the NFC least. Uh, I know Jordan touched on Washington against San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco currently favored by three and a half. You know, I'm going to take Washington to cover this as well because I like what I'm seeing from Alex Smith, that quarterback play. And I think that they're rolling right now. You know, they're trying to keep pace with the New York Giants, trying to get into that division lead. So uh, this win's absolutely crucial for them, and I think they'll manage to pull it out. And if they don't manage to, I think they'll come within three and a half points. So give me Washington to cover the spread there. And then for my last game, going to the other NFC East matchup, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, the Cowboys favored by three and a half points. And the Cowboys continue to sting me every time I pick them. But I haven't learned my lesson because I'm going to pick them again. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover three and a half against the hapless <laughs> Cincinnati <No>. Bengals. <laughs> Listen, man, the, the Bengals Why? don't have a quarterback. There's Why? no ever reason. The there is, there, there is no reason that Cincinnati should be able to contend or even beat the Dallas Cowboys. You look at that roster. The Cowboys should be in the lead of the NFC I'll East I'll give you right a three now. and nine reason. And... <laughs> Listen, I know what their record says, but I know they're better than that if they try. Maybe Mike McCarthy's holding them back, but Screw it. I'm throwing <laughs> caution in the wind. Give me the Cowboys three and a half over the Cincinnati Bengals. Gary, what you got? All right. Any of our listeners, please do not listen to the previous belts you have heard. Those bets will make you lose your money. <laughs> now we got three bets right here, right? All right. I think I know. All right. Mac, I got the totally opposite of you right now. I'm taking the Dolphins to cover seven versus the Chiefs. Oh no, I think God. Chiefs are going to win. 
But I think Dolphins are actually going to make this a close game because the Chiefs have a mysterious way of just chilling the whole game. And just when Patrick Mahomes is like, all right, guys, MVP mode switch. All right, Kelsey, you guys all running around like cheetahs and running around and have a blast. Now we're going to turn this up. But I think the Dolphins' defense is going to be able to hold on to the end. But I think Chiefs are going to end up winning that game. So I'll actually take seven. I can see them winning by six just because the Chiefs are starting to go into relax mode because everything just seems so easy for the Chiefs. Second game I got, I got three upsets today, you guys, y'all. I got the Jets going to cover the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Again, Man, I have not the that's Seattle not really winning. An again. <laughs> no, I know I got Seattle winning. I got Seattle winning. See, you got remember, I got Seattle winning. But I learned this last week with the no. Raiders. Even though you think the team's gonna win, pay attention to the spread, y'all. Pay attention to the spread. Thirteen point five. No, no, no. Jets gonna they gonna try to they've been screaming for a win. So they can maybe can keep that to twelve. I can see a twelve point victory for the Seahawks. They better win by at least twelve, Mac, for your sake. And then the last team, all right, <laughs> they getting real disrespectful. That's why I'm wearing my shirt today. I had to show my pride, even though we got our we been even playing good the last two weeks. I got my Steelers beating the Bills. And every time I think about the Bills now, I just think of our old friend Sean Hoko because he we went on his podcast earlier this year and he was loving the Bills. And I can't wait if we win this weekend. I'm going to text Sean right then. Take that. We beat the Bills. You beat a good AFC team that everyone thinks all of a sudden this week's better than us. So we're going to beat the Bills. We're going to beat Josh Allen. 2.5, that's easy. Bet us $100. I'm telling you, we're going to take that 2.5. That don't even matter. We're going to win. So that was my three bets for the weekend. What you guys think? I love I love the confidence, Gary. And I, I need the Steelers to go out there. I need the Steelers to go out there, and I need them to dominate because dominate. Hold on, weeks, we've been I mean, scratching out wins all year. Hold on. <laughs> look, to me, dominate doesn't necessarily mean the scoreboard. To me, dominate doesn't necessarily mean the scoreboard. I just need TJ Watt to get in Allen's face. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, teach him okay, a little okay. something. Yeah, we need some of that. Those type yeah. of things to me are what matter. Yep, I agree. I'm, I'm still thinking about Max pick of the Cowboys. Like, come on, man. What are we doing, man? <laughs> Come on, man. Mag just lied. Why are we picking the Cowboys? Don't take that Stop. one. Stop hey, doing Take that. that one later. Don't People are really going to lose their money. Listen, Stop it's going to pay off. It's, listen to me, audience. This is going to pay off eventually, right? <laughs> a broken not... clock's right twice a day. The Cowboys yeah. are going to win at some point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't take it now. Take it later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gary, Gary, I absolutely <laughs> agree with your pick on the Jets. I just didn't want to say it for my own sanity, so... We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I feel what you. I feel you. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's move on from that to our last topic of the day. Let's talk some NBA basketball. The season is right around the corner. It feels like there was no offseason whatsoever. And the real question for Quick. everybody around the league, except for the Sacramento Kings, is can they catch the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers? And who is the best place? Who do you guys think the biggest threat? threat? to that Lakers dynasty. Ian, let's start with you. Hey, man. Look, the Western Conference is going to be really, really good this season. I mean, that's normally how it is, but that that's just kind of how I'm looking at it. But obviously, teams that I'm looking at to contend with the Lakers, I personally, I mean, I guess you got to say the Clippers. I think the Denver Nuggets are going to come in pretty strong. I think 
Michael Porter Jr. and Bol Bol are going to have bigger roles on the team, making their bench a little bit better. Um, I think I also think the Nuggets have made the right moves. You know what I'm saying? Making sure they pay their bench players, making sure that people are coming back. They're also getting Torrey Craig back. So I think they're going to be a team to reckon with as far as next uh, next season. Um, honestly, I like Portland. I think uh, Portland went out in the offseason and made all the right moves. I mean, obviously, you could talk about them being small in certain situ- certain areas, but you still got Melo. Uh, Damian Lillard is still going to come at you, CJ McCollum, and they, they added a lot of pieces to their bench. So I think those are some of the teams that I'm looking at as far as the Western Conference. Jordan? Uh, yeah, just going right off of um, what Ian was saying. Yeah, the Clippers, the Nuggets, um, the Blazers, I, I would also throw in there too to go, go agree with him. Um, but watch out for the Mavericks. Oh, I think Jordan, the Mavericks are going to have a really – I think the Mavericks are going to have a really good year. I think – I mean, we saw out of second year Luka Doncic, him averaging close to 30 points per – I believe it was either at 30 points per game or just right under that. Um, he's an all-star. He's going to be an MVP candidate next year, if not the front runner for the entire season, in my view. Um, you know, they made, uh, you know, some, a few different uh, refinements to their roster. They added uh, Josh Richardson. Um, you know, they got Kristaps coming back off that injury. Um, I just think they have a lot of talent to compete with what the Lakers have. Um, and I think I'm gonna, I, I'm really expecting a big year out of Luka Doncic. So give me the Mavericks. I really think they can, uh, they can put up a, a good competition against the Lakers. Well, let's not kid ourselves, you guys. Let's at least put this on record. Yeah, those teams, the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Portland Trailblazers, they're all in the mix, but they're not being the Lakers. Lakers are going back-to-back, simple as that. But if we do want to put a threat out of the West, I would probably – I was thinking mainly the Dallas Mavericks, but I think last minute I'm going to switch to the Clippers. And I think I'm going to switch to the Clippers just because they got to have some stank in their teeth, don't they? Come on, y'all. They just got stomped last time disrespectfully. Like, let's just bump. We all know. If LeBron would have lost the way they lost, oh, we'd be still talking about it to this day. Every topic on ESPN would be about how LeBron choked. So that pressure got to be applied to Kawhi Leonard if he wants to be one of these top great players. And Paul George, if you're breaking backboards and you're making all these excuses in the offseason to be truthful, which I actually agree some excuses may be valid in terms of maybe not too many adjustments being made by Doc Rivers. Still, we're going to need you guys to show up. Everyone wanted to see that showdown last year, and they didn't fill up to the plate. They didn't step up to the plate. Simple as that. So we're going to need the Clippers. I'm going to need to see them. But like you guys said, I like the Mavericks. I like uh, – I mean, I do like the Blazers, but I just feel like still the Lakers are too big for them. And in terms of real quick on the West before that Matt go – no, East, excuse me, before that Matt go, I think the best team probably on there that has to get there or I'm going to knock him, I'm going to get on him because he wants to be one of the best players in this world too. Kevin Durant needs to be called out as well. The Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving talking all this side talk, talking about LeBron James. I can now look at Kevin Durant as a player to shoot the last-minute shot or whatever kind of stuff LeBron said he's heard about or whatever. He's going to need to show up. I want to see a showdown. LeBron, AD, Kyrie versus KD right there. I want to see that. I don't think the Bucks really didn't do much enough to make a chance. I mean, fighters are still Boston, Toronto. Boston still could be two, but still they still got to take some steps, I think. Miami's a hard grit team, so, I mean, they can make some moves. And 76ers, let's just see what Doc does. I've been picking them every year, and I'm done picking them. 
Uh, I feel like you guys have covered a lot of it already, but you know, I'm just going to repeat. I really like what the Blazers did in the off season. I think one of the underrated moves of the off season was them getting back Ennis Cantor. Cause I think that's going to really help them down low in the post. Cause you saw they struggled there when they lost their big men later on in the season. And, you know, they scraped into the playing game last year. They even managed to take a game off the Lakers. So I think they're going to be mm-hmm. one of, at least the top four teams in the Western Conference. Um, I don't really see a real contender for the Lakers, not this current incarnation of the Lakers. I don't, I'm through banking on the Clippers. I've been banking on them for the last however many years. Uh, and then I got no faith in Pandemic P. Uh, I'm, I am interested to see what Phoenix does with the addition of Chris Paul. I think that's going to be a nice little addition for Devin mm, Booker to play yeah. with. And I expect them to get into the playoffs. I'm not really sure where. Right now I have them in that lower tier 5 to 8 bracket. But uh, I am interested to see what's going to happen if they can even win a series this year. And, uh, you know, you brought up the East, Gary. Uh, You're absolutely right with your criticism of the Brooklyn Nets. I think they need to excel this season. Not just play well, but they need to excel they need to excel. Um, the potential for criticism is there if they don't excel. And then the Heat exactly. will be contenders again. I I need to see I need to see progress from the Atlanta Hawks because I've seen them making their moves and I picked them last year and they greatly let me down by finishing 14th in the conference. So I'm picking <laughs> them again to make the playoffs. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm just so iffy on Milwaukee, too, just because I feel like if they had closed the deal for Bogdanovich, you know, before all the tampering charges and all that came in, I feel like if they would have closed that deal, that would have made me a lot more, it would have it would have instilled a lot more confidence in me that they could go on to win the Easter Conference definitively. But as their roster is right now, I, I'm just not sure. We're just going to have to wait and see. I think Giannis is going to have to have – probably another MVP caliber season for them to make it over the hump. Agreed. Real quick, do you guys – go ahead, Ian, what do you want to say? No, I just want to say because I didn't get to speak on the East. I mean, as far as the Eastern Conference, the team I'm looking at is Boston, to be honest. Okay. I think Boston, they have a lot to prove this upcoming season when you kind of look at what they've done. Obviously, they lost Gordon Hayward, but on the other hand, you see – they give Tatum $195 million. Basically, with Hayward gone, you're basically saying to Jalen Brown, here you go, right? I know, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets are a team where you look at them talent-wise and they're above the Boston Celtics. But, I mean, the Celtics know Kyrie, you know what I mean? So, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking at those things. And, obviously, I know Kimba Walker is going to be hurt coming into the season. But just kind of how they went out in the bubble and kind of how their team is constructed, I think they're a team where you look at them this year at – if Tatum could actually bring what the Boston Celtics think he's going to be, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I got to put them in the mix. Jordan, you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, just about the Eastern Conference. Uh, just kind of going off what you guys, everyone has been saying about the Nets. The Nets kind of read to me is Clippers of last year, just East. Mm. Just, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, hey, like they think they've done it, but they haven't done anything yet kind of, kind of mentality. And I think it could, it, has potential to really like just crash and burn. Um, I like the 76ers though. Um, I like what they did. Uh, li- like, listen, Doc Rivers 
this Doc Rivers, he did make his adjustments when he was with the Clippers. Hopefully, whatever his philosophy is, it can be adapted well with whatever the 76ers are trying to do with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Um, but I really like what they did in terms of their their offseason acquisitions. They got Seth Curry. You know, they got some more shooting. I really like the dynamics of this of this new roster, and I think um, it, it has the potential to, you know, wreak some havoc in the Eastern Conference. So I like the Sixers. I like what you said, Jordan. Real quick, yes or no question. Do the Washington Wizards with Bradley Beal and Westbrook make the playoffs now, which was pretty tight last year? Real quick, Ian, what you think, yes or no? Absolutely. When's the last time you saw Russell Westbrook not make it in the playoffs? And we're talking about the Western Conference. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Wizards as at least a seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. Jordan? Absolutely. Give me the Wizards in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Mac, I know Mac, Mr. Not Believer. I want to say yes, but to be different, I'll say no. And I'm looking at the standings. (laughs) I'm looking at the standings because here's my thing, right? Because I'm looking at the standings, right? That means you got to bump some team out of the playoffs that made made that right now, right? Mm -hmm. I think – I don't know who's the most likely to leave. Uh, Convention would probably say it's Orlando, but my guess would be – Indy, the Pacers, especially Ooh, since I, I want to move Atlanta. Since I want to mm. move Atlanta into the playoffs as well, that means I got to move two teams out of there, and I just, mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening. So, for the sake of argument, I'll say no. See, that's what happens when you start looking at it real quick. You're like, hold on, yeah. but I like, like Ian, I'm gonna agree with Ian. There's no way I don't see Bradley Beal and Wester Westbrook not make the playoffs. Come on, y'all. Then it gets a low, low. It's a real low. <laughs> they better make the playoffs. I got, I know. I think we'll be fine with maybe Atlanta not making it. All right, Orlando, you're out of there. Indiana, you're out of there. All right, Ian, I heard you see your hand raised. What's up? Yeah. No, a, t- a team to watch out for as far as getting knocked out of the playoffs in the East, I think it's a hot take. But Toronto, I think they've they've lost a lot of pieces. And Ooh, uh, it's going to be interesting mm. to see what, how they look this season. Oh, uh, they still got Siakam. I forgot. All right. All right, Ian. We're going to come back on you in season two. Siakam got exposed in the bubble. Siakam, Siakam got exposed in he, the bubble. He's going to have a bounce so. back year. He's going to have a bounce mm. back year. We're going to see what he looks yeah, like. They played Boston to game seven. <clears throat> that was a heavy-handed take right there. I was going to say, I don't, know if I, like, I don't know if I like Boston. I don't know if I like Boston. <laughs> I don't know if I like Boston that much. I know Ian's riding them high, but I don't know. <laughs> You're banking on Robert Williams to save y'all? Maybe <laughs> that's, if that's the case, then I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Uh, you guys are gonna be shocked when Lamelo Ball leads, need to get leads, when Lamelo Ball leads the Hornets to the playoffs. <laughs> oh, oh stop now! Oh man! All right. Well, he said stop now, so I guess let's stop the podcast now. Thanks everybody for listening to this mm. week's episode <laughs> of No Limits on the State Hornet Podcast Network. We'll see you guys next time here on No Limits. Peace. Peace. Thank you guys for having me. We got two pieces in today with Jordan.